Hello, everyone. It's another fantastic Friday, and we'd like to welcome you all to another episode of Everyone Needs a Spider, brought to you by RMS Fitness. I am your host, Steve Heitzer, joined today by my faithful colleagues and brothers and sisters in arms here at RMS Fitness, Stephen Donadio. What's up, my fine fellow? What's going on, Steve? I'm glad to be here. Awesome, man. Glad to have you. Robert, how are we today? I'm doing a lot better than Stephen. But uh, yes, doing great, Steve. It's been a good week, and we're uh, we're ready to uh, educate the world today. I know. Doesn't he always sound so enthusiastic over there? <laughs> and everyone, we are joined back. I know it was a long, long absence without her. We 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 hardly knew what to do in uh, in her absence, but we're happy to welcome her back to the pod today. Little wipey herself. Emily Vinos, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to be back. Awesome. We're actually really so glad to have you back. It really just wasn't the same without you, Em. Thank so, you. Uh, it was welcome not. Welcome back from the beach. Hope you got all the sand out of your hair and time to get back to work. Yep. Robert, how was your week? Uh, a lot to tell you, Steve. So we don't have enough time on this particular podcast, but let's see. This week, I got a little chance to do a little bit of everything this week, um, but I don't remember what I did. Name one fun thing you did this week <laughs> outside of work. What did I do? Emily's whispering. The game. Yeah. The oh, game. I did see the Orioles win the AL East. Oh, oh, you won? I did go to the game. Oh, I know. Just, just, totally, so, just something totally slight. on that. Wow. Something slight. I got to watch the Sorry. Orioles win the AL East for their first time in an eternity. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I, now, Emily reminded me, I guess I did rush out of here last night and go see the game. So, yeah, it was good. Two zero O's. <laughs> And uh, it's a good feeling. Is it 100 wins, too, or something 100 like that? 100 wins, yeah. Man, that's cool. So That's cool. What year was the last time the Orioles won 100 games? I wouldn't know. I couldn't even tell you. Steve? 1980. Mm, I was going to say before my time, and I would have been right. But wow. they didn't win the division. They finished second, never went to the playoffs, but they won over 100 games. That's wow. awesome. How about that? Yeah. So that's crazy. Look, I just, I'm just glad my kids will never know the suffering that we experienced. 40 years. Yeah. It's been 40 years since they've been in the... So, fun fact... I have a bottle of Coke that commemorates the 1983 World Series. It's oh, at my wow. parents. You won't that drink is it. That's so cool. It's never been opened. You won't drink it. Nope. <laughs> but it legitimately says 1983 World Series. I mean, it's a small piece of memorabilia, but for anyone who has memorabilia, that's pretty cool. You should see how much that would be worth. That's pretty cool. I mean, going back to a Coke in the 80s, you might have some, some non-allowed ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a post that said, Coke, please. Stop with all the experiments and the new taste. Just put the cocaine back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how you start off the show, Steve. That's how they got their money in the first place, was getting everybody all, all fired up. But no, yeah. you know what? That's funny, man. Glad you got to enjoy that time. Uh, Steven, how about you, man? Anything new and exciting this week? Uh, this past weekend, we went to uh, Williamsburg. Um, we were hoping for cooler weather and beautiful weather, but we had uh, a little bit of a hurricane or a tropical storm roll by. Um, but uh, for the most part, it was pretty good. Um, Sunday cleared up a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, got to learn a little bit more about American history and ah, see people yes. get dressed up. But so um, for those of you that don't know, Stephen and his family are the cultured uh, <laughs> ones here at RMS Fitness. <laughs> Ask him anything about history. He's been there. He's seen the ruins. He'll tell you all about it. He's hiked the mountains around it. You know, he's done it all. <laughs> we do like to travel. That's for sure. No, that's great, man. I'm glad you guys uh, you guys had a good time. Emily, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, so last weekend I went to the beach, so I was off on Friday missing the fun podcast day. We went to the beach uh, to 
celebrate my sister's anniversary, so made dinner for them. That was awesome. I made pizzas. I'm really into making pizzas, and one day if if uh, Robert doesn't keep a job for me here, I'm hoping to be a pizza maker. And um, Little slices? Yeah, little slices. <laughs> so I was making margarita pizzas and a crab jalapeno bacon pizza. Wow. And um, it turned out really nice, and it was just a really relaxing weekend. Of course, we had the the hurricane come mm-hmm. our way too, but I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, being locked in and chilling out. No, that's awesome. Are you some jalapeno yeah, pizza? Man. That sounds yeah. pretty. Uh, I'll make it for put you me guys. Down. Yeah. Put me down for one. All right, all right. <laughs> no, no. So you know, I'm glad everybody seems to be having a good week. We're we're all obviously really happy to be here. My week has been uh, pretty good. I was having a an eventful one last week that fortunately has uh, smoothed itself out. My kid has made the bus every day this week. Woo! So for those that listened Progress. last week, you know what I'm what I was up against. So thank you all uh, for for sharing your your weekly anecdotes. It's always nice to just catch up with uh, you know something a little casual before we get into the work. But for those who may not know exactly what it is that we do here on Everybody Needs a Spotter, our podcast is specially made and dedicated for uh, you know particularly for our friends in the multifamily uh, real estate space who are trying to operate a fitness amenity, and we just want to have your back. We want to provide resources so that you can have success with that. And uh, that's what this podcast aims to do is just educate you on things that uh, you may or may not already know, you know, approaches and techniques you can take in the fitness center to to have success with that. So um, what I thought it would be fun to talk about today, you know, since most of our customers, far predominance of them, uh, we see them quarterly, you know, four times a year. So there's a lot of time that we are not there on site at the fitness center. So I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe uh, how on-site teams at these properties can have success in the fitness center and what they can do between the RMS visits. So some simple things and processes and steps that they can take to have some success there in the gym and kind of help to even add to what it is that we're doing. So um, one of the big things that obviously people depend on or think that they're getting a lot, I should say, when they when they purchase a PM agreement. Um, do you want to take a guess at maybe what I'm thinking, Robert, what people think they're getting when they purchase a PM versus maybe what they are? Um, I'm going to say cleaning service is my first guess. They ding, feel ding, like, ding. They feel like they're getting a complete cleaning service, and that is just a small portion of what we do, but it is not to replace an ongoing cleaning service. Absolutely. So while we're there, we will com- certainly take some steps and efforts to clean up the pieces of equipment that we're working on, make them better than we found them. You know, that's, that's always the, the aim of the fitness, uh, you know, PM service, leave the room better than when RMS fitness got to it. Right. So if we're only going to be there four times a year though, that pretty much means that you're going to have to have somebody come in there and clean that space. So, um, for most, you know, multifamily sites, that's going to mean going out and finding a cleaning company and hiring them to come on board. But are all those services created equal? You know, what, what are maybe some things that we find when it comes to the cleaners? And, you know, what are some things that property managers need to know about when they hire that, that company to come on? Um, Steven? I think um, it's, it's definitely an important thing to have is to ha- have a cleaning company at least spend, um, spend some time in the fitness center for sure. Um, but what I've been seeing lately is a lot of the cleaners, um, you know, they don't realize that they're causing harm to the machine, but they're mopping. They're literally putting a mop to the the treadmills on the belts themselves, um, which although it can make it look clean and look nice, um, but what they don't realize is all that water and the moisture is 
kind of doing some damage to the belt. Right. So if you hire somebody to come in and do cleaning, you, you want to know what it is that they're planning to do. Are they a company that has a plan to how to clean specifically in a fitness center? Have you asked them what that includes? Right, because you want to make sure that they understand what they're doing. Not every cre- uh, Just like you could say about our company, not every company that does fitness equipment, say repairs, is it, has the same knowledge or understanding of every piece of equipment. Experience tells a lot, so you definitely want to interview the company, see if they're aware of what it takes to clean fitness equipment, what the do's and don'ts are. But getting back to what you were kind of alluding to in the beginning is that uh, most of what we do is clean in areas that the cleaning company would not get to. Uh, For instance, I would not expect someone to clean underneath of a treadmill. It would require probably the ability to know how to operate the piece of equipment, and then depending on the size of the equipment, that you know how to safely move it out if you need to to get underneath of it. So our guys know how to get in the spots that you know we wouldn't expect, again, as mentioned, that the cleaner would get themselves involved in. So we remove the hoods, shrouds, and we get involved in the cleaning of that. So, But again, you don't want to have your technician who's there to make sure the health of the machine is operational and feel like he's cleaning more than he is doing the inspections and the adjustments. Uh, that's something, again, that should fall in line with the everyday, every week cleaning schedule that you have in the facility. And again, that's going to go a long way for any kind of walkthroughs as well, because you don't want to wait three months to clean the room before you start showing your clients your fitness room. Absolutely. Nothing worse than giant dust bunnies and hairballs all around the, the <laughs> fitness equipment when you've got people coming in to, to tour your facility. Um you know, another thing I thought about it, uh, we, you know, we've been posting on social media a lot regularly, trying to, you know, quick hitters to try to offer suggestions and things for folks who are managing these facilities. Because we know, I mean, we, we speak to property managers and probably more of them than not say some version of like, I'm not a gym person. I don't even know what this right. thing is called, you know, so. That's so true. We're hoping that this, you know, information just basically can serve to, to raise that that bottom line a little bit, you know, fill in the blanks to where people can feel at least like they have a basic understanding of what's going on in the fitness center. So that's one of the things that we've been trying to do with our social media posts. And one we made earlier this week was about touchscreen consoles and, um, you know, a lot of times people will grab the disinfecting wipes and they want to hit the the machines with the disinfecting materials, which the, the, the consoles probably shouldn't get super wet, but they're made well enough to tolerate it a little bit. But even if they dry and they're fine, you know, mechanically, what sometimes happens after you hit them with that that cleaner? Well, it'll leave like a huge, huge streaks on it, huge film mark all over, it, and it doesn't look good at all. No, looks nasty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one thing that I was thinking that maybe we could suggest to our, you know, property managers, buy a cheap microfiber cloth and just add it to, you know, one, maybe once a week. I don't know who it would fall under as far as the purview, whether it's the building, building engineers or concierge or what it may be, but just have them walk in on, you know, maybe before the the weekend rush comes and wipe down those consoles really quick, help keep that schmutz and stuff from building up on the, the consoles, keeps it looking nice. So again, you're coming in there on a tour and the sun's shining bright one day, you don't have the splotches and speckles mm-hmm. all over your console, you know, and things. So that was a, a really quick, you know, small yeah. small idea that I had. So, you know, just thinking about ways again, you know, what it is that our property managers can do between visits to to have success there in the gym. Another um, 
thing, Stephen. I saw your your hand up. And yeah, let you dive in. Yeah. Some people some people will mistaken those streaks as a sweat streak, mm-hmm. and so sometimes um, it can have that effect and and make it you know although the the console's clean, um, but it's got that nasty looking streak. But um, you know, and sometimes it could be sweat. <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to know exactly what it is, uh, but uh, that's why it's important to um, um, definitely uh, use the, the the correct wipes and also, like you said, the, the microfiber is is a is a huge thing to do. Yeah, I would imagine if if you know our property managers take a quick list of some of the small suggestions that we're going to make over the next few minutes, add them all together, it might add up to a weekly. 15 minute visit to the fitness center, you know, for somebody to walk through outside of the cleaning company, obviously, just to do a couple small little considerations. Um, you know, Emily, I know this is something that you've, you've, again, with the social media posts, and Emily's one of the ones who's handling the, taking the lead with our social media posting recently. So give her a little shout out uh, for that effort. But, you know, something we've seen too has a lot to do with, you know, these accessory rigs and things. What happens to those pretty quickly, um, you know, in terms of just how they go from looking really well put together? And then, you know, a couple days later, a couple weeks, what happens? Well, what's one thing that's crazy is like, let's say, for instance, we'll do an install and and maybe the property is still going under some sort of construction. And then we go back and to kind of check out the room, make sure everything's looking good. And already we notice things are missing Mm -hmm. right away and within a week's time. So things walk out of the room quickly. Not only that, but things get worn out really quick. And um, what I like is one brand that we that we um, sell is Torque Fitness. And I notice on their stability balls, it'll say, like, date installed. Because mm. some people, I, I think some people just, you know, you set it, forget it. You don't think about it. You don't think that these things get worn or need to be replaced. But um, they do. They, it's a safety hazard at times. Um, but not only that, it's a really, really inexpensive way to kind of keep your room looking refreshed. And it makes it look like it's being looked after. So in between the maintenance visits, let's say you, a property manager cannot afford to do a lot with the room that year. But you can keep things like your accessories looking fresh and that really does show users and potential um residents that you do care about the about the gym absolutely so here's a scenario that i think probably happens i'm in the gym let's call me johnny fitness right now and i'm in there working out and i grab a yoga mat and i grab a kettlebell and i grab a set of dumbbells and i grab a resistance band that i want to use and i take it over to the corner and i'm there working out and i'm doing my thing and I, maybe I, I finish a set. I look down at my phone. I get a text. My wife says, hey, you know, you're running late. Dinner's ready. I got to go. So I leave out of the gym in a hurry. I grab my bag and my phone, and I leave that mat and that dumbbell and that kettlebell on the floor. Now, if you're not going in periodically and checking the condition of that space, maybe your leasing agent gets a walk-in tour, and they stand up, and they go, great, let's go take a look, and they walk them around the building. What are they going to see when they walk in the fitness center, Robert? Well, they're going to see that Johnny Fitness left his equipment on the floor. Yeah. And so, again, that creates, um, if there's no one in the facility, then the person, the potential future resident is assuming you don't care for your gym. Exactly. That it's left unorganized. And so by taking a moment to clean those things up, even for preventive maintenance, our guys will go in and if we see stuff like that, we'll put it back in the racks 
because the way it looks when we leave, what's the saying, M? Leave it. Leave. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is it, M? Leave no trace behind. <laughs> Never let them see you sweat. Leave it better than you found it, right? <laughs> right. You sure? Leave no man behind. <laughs> I told you to write that on your hand. So you forget leave that. it better than we found it. That's, That's the right. RMS mantra here. So, so that being said, you know, we're talking about we're talking about property managers having an actual station to load these things back up. But do you know how many times you walk in and they have mats, they have those things, and they have no yes. no place to put it. And you'll see a rolled up mat that's been there for since, you know, dinosaurs were roaming the earth. And I know that I certainly do not want to pull that out of a corner, dust it off and lay on it and do my stretches. There's no way. Well, some even look like mice nibbled on the on the mats too. Yeah, I've seen some that appear to have been eaten by something, and I don't ask too many questions. <laughs> but no, you know, you, you're all making excellent points. You know, and basically the idea is we know that you all are, are when you're touring a, a prospective resident, you're you're tasked with capturing a moment, creating a moment in time for that person, getting their enthusiasm high for your property so that you can get them to want to to lease a a, um, a unit there. So you know, these are small things that you can do. It may not seem like a big deal, but if you go into a gym on a tour and there's items strewn about, to Robert's point, it may be, uh, you know, may not be the message you want to send. You may be letting somebody know or at least giving them the idea, even if it's not true, that you don't care about the little things. And, you know, what else will they find if they look behind the curtain, so to speak, right? If this is right in their face on their tour, what are you not showing them? And so, it's a good way that they, you know, property managers can think about that. You know, you want to put your best foot forward all the time. So, you know, having those, you know, types of just quick swings through the gym to tidy up behind some things can make a huge difference. I know we've talked about, you know, having the right types of cleaning materials in there and the difference that that can make. You know, we, we call her Lil Wipey for a reason. So if you're not sure the products that you need or what it is that you're trying to get accomplished there, whether it's just a sanitizing wipe, whether it's disinfecting, you know, speak with somebody who knows. You know, this is obviously something that you are responsible for between our visits, is making sure that you have, you know, the right materials and things like that in place. And then, you know, another thing I thought was interesting and something that we can't tell when we're not there, you know, something that we need to obviously be mindful of is sometimes what happens, you know, you, you, the, the developer, construction company, management company, they, they buy a batch of equipment for the facility. And then once the gym's in place, it seems like sometimes... The, what's in the gym just it just grows and grows and grows and sometimes the property managers don't even know where things are coming from so what what might be happening and why is that maybe an issue Stephen? so a lot of times what happens is some tenants uh want a specific thing in the gym and they know they're going to be at that property for x amount of years so they think you know i'll just purchase thing and put it in there and and sometimes they even leave it in there for other tenants to use. Um, nine times out of 10, that's like a not a commercial product. So like, I don't know, like a dip station. That seems to be a, a, a common product that just randomly shows up in gyms in fitness centers. Um, so you can, you know, easily open yourselves up to um, liability issues. Mm -hmm. The properties can definitely um, find themselves in that problem. And so... Um, you know, when we go in the rooms and stuff and our techs sees those things, 
Um, ideally, we, 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 we communicate to the property managers, let them know, hey, this, this showed up randomly here. Did you guys purchase this or are you aware that this is here? Um, so, you know, we like to make them aware. And then the other scenario, too, is they get equipment donated. And so, you know, some property managers are like, great, this is free equipment. Why not? Well, there could be liability issues with, with that as well. And so we'd like to we'd like to inform the property managers or anybody in charge of the fitness center to um, to, to think about um, what could be a, a potential problem with this uh, donated equipment or just randomly there from, from tenants. And that, that puts some responsibility, again, on the property management you know, team between the, our visits. You know, we can't see what's in your facility when we're not there. You're there every day, right? So... You know, you have to be mindful of what's supposed to be in the facility in order to know what maybe is there that's not supposed to be. So that does require you to periodically go in and get the lay of the land in the fitness center. And, you know, we know, we know you all have so many responsibilities. You know, you're, you're dealing with so many things as a property manager and emergencies come up all the time. You know, but we just want to make sure that you all understand, you know, the things that, that can really cause you some problems. Because, you know, what's the worst case scenario, Robert, if somebody, you know, is managing a property and then, you know, maybe it's a condo and then somebody throws a, you know, an old Chuck Norris total gym or something like that in, in the fitness center. What, what, what could be the case that happens there? Well, I think what we're alluding to is the fact that this equipment was not meant to be in there. Hence, the original layout has been uh, tweaked and maybe not tweaked for the best. Stephen kind of mentioned that sometimes individuals should just donate equipment to the room because they feel they need it. And then, they, of course, they leave it there for anyone to use it. Uh, Emily and I have had a couple of chances to go out, and one of the most famous things that seems to be getting added to rooms, which is very dangerous, is the um, dip stations, mm -hmm. right, so that you can do uh, pull-ups. Now, home units are by no means uh, safe for multi-use, right? So there are several boxes we're checking here for the for the property manager when they walk in and notice that is that the first box is this is a safety hazard it's got to come out someone does a pull up they're going to pull it over top of themselves and they're going to fall so you're looking at safety but again what we're trying to do is really make that that walk through really pop that's really our job is to create a fit, fitness center through the maintenance that we do to leave it tip-top shape so that when they get an opportunity to show the room off it looks great. So if you allow a piece of equipment in there, you're, you're taking away from what you're trying to show. And we all know that there's clearly a difference in the look of a commercial piece versus a resident. And if you start getting more than one of those in there, and then the other common one that's added is generally like uh, the barbell. Like if you don't have, right, if you don't have a, a rack of some sort, a Smith machine, you know, the resident may take it upon themselves to bring down, you know, the homeowner style dumbbells, barbells. Metal weight plates. Yes. And they're on the floor. Banging up your walls. There's no, there's no home <laughs> for them. And, and it just gives that look. Again, it, it deters from the, from the look. For us, you know, we make it. We obviously bring it to your attention, but it might be too late. So what we're trying to do is educate here, right? That. Mm -hmm. You go in, you see it immediately, you can get someone in your staff, engineering, maintenance, to remove those items. Absolutely. Um, it's just something we have to, you know, have to do to make it safe, to make it appealing, 
things, but I wanted to digress in the sense that we've been talking a little bit about um, education for those who don't know, but I thought it was ironic, Emily, that we went the other day to a property in Odenton, and we walked in, and I couldn't stop complimenting the gentleman, right? Right. Because we walked in, and nothing was out of place, which is rare. Very. Right? But it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So maybe they didn't get the evening rush from the night before. But I asked, hey, do you guys come in? And he made it a point. Yes, we check on it. And I saw with my own eyes what that meant. Dumbbells were in place. Uh, they weren't missing. The um, Just everything about the gym looked like it was kept well. Not perfect, yeah. but definitely presentable. But I had to, I had to ask. Hey, do you guys come in? Because it was so odd to see a room without something out of place. Right, because they had that TRX station with all the accessories and, and everything, and all of that was in place. Yeah. But it, to your point of what we're talking about, this going off a little bit, but kind of the same thing is um, benches. It is aggravating to me when you walk into a gym and you can tell that they just went on Amazon or Walmart or Dick's and just bought a home bench that's not fit for, a, a, to your point, um, a fitness center with mul multiple users. It's, but you can tell, I mean, this is what education is all about. If you don't know, you don't know, and you just think, oh, I'm going to save some money and go this route and purchase it this way, but you're not buying something that's actually safe or or built for that type of use. Yeah. You know, you're 100% correct, Emily. And, you know, we, we here at RMS Fitness, made, uh, and I don't mean to say this in a, in a way that makes that anyone else maybe sound like they're less concerned, but we might be even, like, more focused than most on safety. It's kind of, you know, in our nature to be, you know, concerned. We have a high value, obviously, for, yep. you know, people's lives and things, and we don't want anyone to be at risk of, of any type of injury or accident in the fitness center. So, you know, some of this stuff may seem ticky-tacky when we're talking about, do you have enough room behind your treadmills and things, and do you have enough, uh, you know, space? Has your layout been compromised? But it, it, we really take that seriously um, because, you know, even Stephen and I, uh, we were looking uh, this morning together at a gym that we were designing, and I wanted to get one more piece of fitness equipment in there so badly i just felt like it needed one more thing and i just couldn't figure it out everything i did was going to slightly compromise safety and i just couldn't couldn't figure it out but I, you know so because of that we left it how it was right but you know so we don't want to seem like we're beating a you know beating the horse to death or anything when it comes to this conversation of safety and things but it really is you know that important to us and you know it's it should be it's what we do it's what we do right yeah and it should be it should be important to our to our staff too robert i see you leaning in you got a thought there i do Let's not overlook the uh, spaghetti on the floor. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Cabling? Cabling. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, dive on in there, man? You seem like you've got some <laughs> thoughts and feelings. <laughs> the, well, again, this is a, a topic of discussion that happens often, is trying to make sure that we have proper cable management for the AV systems in uh, there. Are, let's, be, let's face it. We know that a lot of our properties request TVs. TV is still a thing. And so the cable boxes come with that. And the problem is, is that they're on the floor. And um, they're not always on the floor. They weren't meant to be on the floor. But what happens is they get knocked over. Um, not being accusatory, but 
they can be easily knocked over, whether it's a resident using the equipment or maybe someone trying to clean something or get to something around the equipment can bump it off. But then you have the remotes, right? You have the one machine with four remote controls in it. And then the guy on the end doesn't have a remote. So <laughs> it's good because now again, he's stuck watching C-SPAN. Yeah. So it comes down to like just presentation, right? You go in, you have one remote per piece of equipment. If that's what's necessary, then that's what you do. Just to, to make it look like there's organization behind your AV. Again, you can't get a, the wire. You can't make them go away, but you can manage them. So if you see some disarray, you have two choices. You can say something to in-house maintenance or engineering to see if they can tie it off and make it neater or bring it to our attention the next time that we're there for the maintenance. But those walkthroughs will bring it to, uh, to our attention because if those little set-top boxes get kicked around too much, then they won't work. Then you'll get that complaint that the TV signal's not working. And Steven's an expert at testing TV signal, <laughs> right, Steven? Oh, man, it's... Uh, I feel like the past couple of years, it's, uh, it's something I come across all the time, man. It's like um, either the coaxial is not long enough and then the treadmill just rips it from the wall. Uh, that happens pretty frequently. Or the treadmill crushes the the coaxial cable or the treadmill crushes the cable box. Um, and it's, it's just one problem after another. And it's, it seems to happen more frequently to properties who don't have like some sort of cable management. Um, and it's like, like you said, spaghetti, spaghetti all over the floor. Um, not only that, but it's, it's, it is a huge tripping hazard for techs who have to work on equipment for cleaning people. Um, not to mention some properties will have them out in the middle of the floor and people are walking all around the equipment and kicking coaxial cables left and right. Um, so, you know, we try to, we try to educate the, the, the properties, give them options to manage it better. Um, give them a solution, uh, really so that, um, it can create less headaches for them, especially if they have to have the TVs. Yeah. I agree totally. You know, in, in fact, you know, every time I go into a property that has, you know, so all these wires hanging and things, I just, I can't help but think, you know, just grab some zip ties, do what you can to tidy it up, organize it and things like that and inspect the quality and condition of those materials between our visits. You know, first, you know, we, we, we love them. We, we support our companies out there, but we do not work for Verizon. We do not work for Comcast. We don't have any ability to service mm -hmm. or maintain their uh, hardware in the field or their, their wiring and things like that. So best course of action for properties is to have new equipment installed when it needs to be and then periodically inspect that for condition of, you know, its materials to make sure the wires aren't getting frayed, pinched, you know, torn. Because if you wait until you have a very worn down and dilapidated uh, AV setup, then when you try to have to go back and troubleshoot problems, well, if everything's broken, you have to fix everything before you can even troubleshoot everything. So it's much better to try to be, uh, you know, proactive than reactive, especially when it comes to those issues. Cause I mean, we have sites that we know have been chasing that issue for years sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like by the time they get something fixed another one's breaking and on and on it goes. And, you know, so it, it can be a real challenge, but that's another good example. So Quickly, in review of a couple highlighted items of things that our property managers can do or pay some attention to with their on-site teams between our visits to help them have a little more success in the gym, hire a cleaning company. That's a big one, right? 
hire somebody to come in, help keep the equipment clean. But don't just hire them, Emily. What do you got to do when you hire them? You got to make an understanding of an understanding of how they are going to clean the fitness room, um, the do's and don'ts. So yep. even though it's important, don't don't be putting straight up water on the treadmills and then calling us because you got electrical problems. Indeed. Basic test, walk in the gym with your cleaner and say, point to the treadmill, point to the elliptical. If they can't point to the right machines, they may not know what they're doing. Uh, second uh, point of, uh, you know, something that our managers can look into Using proper cleaning materials, we know there are a lot of solutions out there in the world. Do not please, please, please shop only on price alone. Certain things are called sanitizing wipes. Well, they're not disinfecting wipes. If you're looking for something with disinfecting, then you need to make sure you're shopping at the right level. And vice versa. Maybe you don't need the disinfecting. Don't waste your money. Don't put a bunch of harsh chemicals on your equipment. Buy the right product. Talk to Lil Wipey about it. She'll get you straight. Yo. Then... <laughs> We recommend a periodic review for the space of worn and misplaced materials just to make sure that nothing is damaging your walls, damaging your flooring, causing a tripping or safety hazard, or otherwise, uh, you know, watering down the, the quality and the presentation of your fitness center so that if you come in there on a tour, that space in a perfect world would always be impressive. Um, you know, so adding in those little visits just to make sure you're tidying up behind those spaces is important. And then kind of along those lines, you know, certainly wiring uh, whether it's power, data, whether it's internet, whether it's your coax for your TVs, whatever it may be, just doing whatever you can within the makeup and you know structure of your facility to just kind of keep that clean, whether it's buying some simple cable management from any number of hardware stores, simply using zip ties. We do offer custom solutions for that. Uh, if you want to have something that's a little more robust, Stephen would love to get his wood lathe out and start sanding and painting and making something <laughs> real nice for you. Him and Adam. Shout out, Adam. Um, but yeah, just adding those couple tasks to a weekly, once a a maybe even once a week, you know, uh, inspection of the facility should only take 15 or 20 minutes. And Emily, do you think that the 15-minute investment uh, by our, you know, clients would, would have an impact? Absolutely. One word answer. That's all you need to know, folks. Absolutely. Because it will. It, it's really, you know, it sounds, it's, sometimes it's the simplest things that can make the biggest difference. So it is. Yeah. We're coming up on time, everybody. We're trying to keep it palatable and uh, consumable here. We don't want to get too long-winded. That's kind of my thing. But I did want to take one last moment in time to acknowledge a longtime member of the family who oh, is Lord. Uh, observing an anniversary 16 years today at RMS Fitness, Stephen Donadio. Has it been worth it? It has, yeah. I can't honestly. I can't believe it's been 16 years. It's it's crazy. Um, I I I went from four years old when you started. <laughs> till no. if only. Oh man, I went from uh, being a firefighter paramedic to a painting contractor to to you know repairing fitness equipment and selling fitness equipment and Don't helping the, the well. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Do I, I was a well pump installer, water treatment uh conditioner and uh, I'm licensed in that. I you know, a jack of all trades. Um but yeah, I can't believe it's been 16 years and man, time flies, doesn't it? Yep. So if you're like a 10 plus veteran of the fitness uh, of the multifamily industry, I should say, you may have vague memories of mysterious image visiting your property in red basketball shorts many moons ago <laughs> so, uh, that so was it that was steven's old uniform <laughs> your 16th anniversary it's today yeah it's today wow we share a very 
It's yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to announce it. No. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. We yeah. still have those basketball shorts. Yeah. yeah we, you know, Legend says like the, uh, this okay. kid came up from Miami or wherever is from Florida with his uh, highlighted hair. And, and his red basketball and shorts. And his red basketball shorts. Yep, all he came was with yep. was, uh, sun in and red and one basketball shorts. 16 <laughs> years later, here we go. Here we go. The, the, the sun is still shining in Maryland because of me. <laughs> <laughs> and the well, water's still drinkable <laughs> in some places in some right places. now. Well, look, I, I'm sure I speak, even though I'm one of the newer members of the RMS family, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say, Stephen, thank you for your many years of service and uh, our clients as well. So many people have had a chance to work with Stephen over the years. It's crazy. Uh, you know, only only Emily and Robert and maybe have been here longer. I, I think that might be the only two. So, uh, yeah, Steve, I guess I would have to be here longer. Right? <laughs> well, back when it was just MS. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Before Robert came, it was just MS Fitness. <laughs> no, but you know what, folks? That's it. We thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always nice to be here with my fine fitness family on a fantastic Friday. Stephen, Robert, Emily, any parting words? Have a great weekend, Steve. Yeah, have an epic weekend, everybody. Agreed. Enjoy this uh, awesome weekend coming, and hopefully we have great weather here in Maryland. And if you're at Guinness Factory tomorrow, the whole, well, a good portion of us will be there tomorrow, right? Well, I will be there. Yeah, well, yeah. I will be there as well. There you go. We're so on that, the invitations. On that note, then, uh, the invitations are in the mail. I hope that you all are having <laughs> a, a great week and an even better weekend ahead. Uh, this is Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by RMS Fitness, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Later.